It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Tuned into the Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report. Examine your reality. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. And I'm Jeremy Miller. And with us today, we have a great honor to have a former retired wrestler, uh, celebrity makeup artist, fitness model, Madeja, with us here today. Thank you so much for joining us, Madeja. How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? You doing Dave, all right? Dave, did you hear your intro just now? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> we hear it all the time whenever we come on. <laughs> so, you sound like Hulk you- Hogan. <laughs> I know I try. I do the best I can. What can I say? Oh, let me tell you something, brother. Anyways. <laughs> so how you doing, Madeja? Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, I'm doing great. I can't really hear you. Really? Are we having technical difficulties again? Jeremy, I'm can you hear me? Bo- I'm hearing both of you pretty good. Yeah. You sound you sound like you're underwater at the moment. Really? Okay, something must be up. <laughs> we'll we'll go ahead and uh, figure all this stuff out as we go along, because you know that's that's pretty much what happens on these on these live broadcasts. But anyways, uh, as as uh, tradition would have it, we go ahead and we start the show always with a couple of videos here, uh, a few TikTok videos here that uh, we got going on, and uh, the first one is a very um, <laughs> it's a it's a very interesting one actually. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to let it speak for itself and let you guys go ahead and see what you think. <laughs> now, that right there, let me tell you, that's the light that that's the gift that keeps on giving, in my opinion. I'll be perfectly honest. <laughs> what do you think, Jeremy? Um,. Uh... I don't know. Might be a, a good gift for a teenage boy. I'm not sure. It's, a teenage uh, boy would continuously keep doing that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you'd have some pretty high energy bills. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. And uh looks like, oh my God, you know what's going on? I'll be perfectly honest with you. That, uh, that uh, I believe that... Um, you know, these types of gifts are, I don't know, sometimes I believe, I think that they're just gag gifts to see what exactly the person's going to go ahead and, and do or say whenever they have it in their hand. No pun intended. So, <laughs> Are you kidding? I, I think that is the perfect white elephant gift. Yeah, baby. I'm saying, I'm, you know, Austin agrees. 
<laughs> what about you, Manisha? What do you think? Oh, Manisha, something's wrong with something's wrong with her audio. Something's wrong with the mic. On our, well, on our end, we're okay. It might be uh, might be something going on on your end, probably with the headset. If you it want, you could go ahead. Sounds like this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Um how about this? How about how about you go ahead and uh you want to go ahead and uh and uh uh go and come back? She can't hear me. <laughs> we're having like some we're having like some Can you hear me? Do you want me to um go out and come back? Maybe? Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, <laughs> we got that covered. Sometimes, sorry about that, folks. Sometimes when when this thing goes uh, when this thing goes on, it just tends to take a mind of its own, <laughs> and so we can't really do much about that. But you know what it is, Jeremy. I think the problem is uh, has to do with the weather because it's been raining these past couple days. That's a problem. We've run into that a few times. I'm not sure why that seems to be affecting things, but the times we've had the most technical issues have definitely have definitely been the times where we've had uh, high winds and rain and stuff like that so yeah it just it and, and you know what's funny is that i have everything hardwired i have absolutely everything hardwired so the fact of the matter that that is going on has to be something on their end uh that they need to fix to be honest with you so i mean let me see we got her back again let's see what happens can you hear us I can hear you, but for some reason, um, it it sounds so muffled that I can barely understand what you're saying. I don't know why. It's it's well, we were telling we were we were saying that it has a lot to do with probably the weather. It has probably a lot to do with the weather. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's Are you kind doing of a... this on purpose? No, no. not at all. <laughs> I... I wouldn't put it past him, but no, I don't not think this so. time. Not this Is time. This one of the new sounds that you no, I got I got my limits. Okay, I don't go that far. <laughs> I don't go that far. It's, I have my own limits on here. So, um, but no, I mean, well, can you hear Jeremy pretty well? Are you able to hear me? Okay, or does it still sound really, really muffled? I think she's trying to. She's trying. Try she's try, she's. She's trying to like you put sound one. Sound like one of those deep sea monsters. Deep sea monsters <laughs> underwater. Interesting. Talking really slow, like there. So, in other words, you're trying to tell me that I sound like Dory from Finding Nemo when she's trying to speak whale. I mean, I guess I could be kind of sexy, you know, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't give him ideas. Don't give him ideas. <laughs> oh my god it's just it's so bad it's so bad so bad anyways well can you hear us right now Medeja? Uh, i can make out every other word every other word well we're gonna have to like about see if 10 we can... minutes ago it was perfect uh, it's probably because we well again well it's the problem is is like i said it's one of those uh situations where um unfortunately there's technical difficulties with the app because it's been raining. So that's probably the reason why it's been so difficult. But if you could hear Jeremy, technical great. Technical difficulty? Yeah, I with the that. rain Did and everything. Did you say technical difficulty? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I can so. try and read lips. 
<laughs> oh, it's going to be a long show. <laughs> it's going to be a long show. <laughs> well, for the time being, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, we have another TikTok video that uh, we could go ahead and put on real quick. This is another uh, very interesting one that um, I found. And uh, yeah, it's um, it's definitely it's definitely interesting. Go ahead and take a look. That deserved that that deserved that deserved that right there. Okay, that deserved the rim shot for that one. <laughs> it turns out it was all maple leaf. Anyways, so Jeremy, was that, that a corny was, as corny as it could get? I was as corny as can be. I was wondering where she was going with that, but that one was funny. I gotta say, I liked it. Nah, it's it's yeah, TikTok. Do better, TikTok. Do better. Actually, this is this is one this TikTok coming up right here is something that I'm very guilty of doing from time to time whenever I'm on the phone with somebody. After a while, I kind of go into aha mode, something that uh, a friend of mine used to say. And that's when, you know, somebody's talking. I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And it goes into aha mode. Oh, it looks like we lost. I think we might have lost Medeja here. Um, but yeah, check this out. This is this is something that uh, this is something that I'm sure many of us are guilty of. Since he hit my mom, I thought it's only fair I hit his. Totally, girl. So, what do you think I should do? What's your advice? Huh? Huh? My advice? Yeah. Can, can you repeat like the last thing you said? <laughs> girl, I'm gonna just call you back. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I, I were, I'm, I'm, I gotta say that I am guilty of doing that from time to time. I definitely am. I mean, Jeremy, have you ever been guilty of some, suddenly just zoning out in the middle of a conversation? Be Pretty honest. much every time you and I are talking. So, so <laughs> you will get that. You will get that in the news. <laughs> <laughs> He's so impressed with himself, folks. I love this thing. You don't understand. It's so much fun. And yay. Anyways. You loved the little fart box noise sound thing when you were a kid, didn't you? I mean. You walked around with one of those, didn't you? You mean like one of those? (laughs) You see what I'm dealing with here, folks? I can't help myself. I can't. I can't. You got to love me for a reason. I don't know what that reason is, but you got to love I'll, me for it. I'll figure it out one of these days. Eventually, you'll figure it out. Uh, in entertainment news, looks like uh, Travis Scott is pretty much denying any type of fault for what happened at Astroworld. He actually went on to uh, Charlemagne the God's show and basically claims that he, you know, his in it says uh, on TMZ.com it says Travis claims his quote in ear told him told him to end the show after the guest aka Drake and that he was never told how bad things were in the crowd. Now right there, that's something that to be honest with you is a cop out. And I and I know Jeremy, that's something that you like will probably agree with as well because this is something that you know <laughs> that uh, basically. It's just it, it's it's not right that he's gonna back away from that. Personally, um, I mean, I know, like I said, I've said this before. I have many friends who have been in very big, 
you know, bands and groups and have performed all over the world for, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. Um, yes, it's difficult to see what's going on in the crowd. It's difficult to hear what's going on in the crowd. But <laughs> to say he bears no responsibility, this is a man who encourages violence and chaos at his shows. He's done this, this police records, this police records yeah, of him it's, it's, being it's uh, charged. It's on record. Yeah, exactly. He has a history of stirring shit up and you yep. don't get to stir up the pot and then go, oh, but I didn't do anything. That's or that's, I didn't hear anything. A, it's an absolute cop out. And on top of that, there's video showing somebody very close to him on the stage saying people are dying. Not only so, that, not well, not only that, but he claims he could, he didn't, he didn't know how bad it was. He claims that, uh, or, or from what I understand, I think he also said, that, and this is by no means a quote, but he said that he didn't hear anything or something like that. When they have him on video, basically saying, you know, to stop the show, and he's like, I'm not going to stop anything. So he could clearly hear that something was going on, but he chose, he, he chose not to do anything about it. And I think that's going to come back and bite him really bad when when it comes time for court. Now that's how it looks to me. And again, even if you get away from the, oh, well, he didn't know what was going on. He couldn't hear. The fact is, you he basically ran into a crowded stadium, yelled fire, and then wants to say, but I'm not responsible for people getting trampled. I mean, he encourages this behavior. So, yes, you do bear responsibility, plain and simple. Unbelievable. Cindy Stark is on uh, the line right there and she's saying, uh, but he's paying for all the funerals. That's still not going to absolve him out of the nine deaths, though. Like paying for all the funerals, that's nothing compared to the damage that he caused. There's still people that were also injured, not just dead, but there's people that were injured as well. And to be honest, this is just a way for him to use that in court. By saying, oh, but I paid, you know, for the funerals. I mean, don't doesn't that give me some brownie points? It, it smacks of a PR move to me. Um, you know, that's that's what it smells like is it's just a PR Absolutely. move to try and, you know, manage the damage, basically. Absolutely. Um, you know how I feel about this. I mean, anybody who literally encourages violence and chaos at their shows and that you don't get to be shocked that violence and chaos happen. It's that simple. Did you ever encourage violence and chaos on the set of Growing Pains? Are you joking? We're the most <laughs> vanilla white bread show around. There's no violence and chaos. We were we were as 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 uh, you know. No matter what Kirk began to believe near the end, you know how he believed our our show was evil and all that. Now we were one of the most like wholesome please we never had anything like that Aww. and even in my crazy psychotic days you know my anger rage days of my early youth never encouraged anybody else i was just the sometimes violent moron sometimes shut up <laughs> shut up oh come I'm a, on you i'm can't... a changed man i am a very peaceful person now <laughs> Don't you don't I go. believe in nothing but peace enough for all of you. <laughs> Guy went Gandhi on me all of a sudden. What is the matter with you? 
well, when, when you were as bad as I was, you go as hard as you can the opposite direction. Oh, my God. Um, one other thing, too, that uh, actually, and this is something that just uh, popped up right now. Uh, Cindy just reported that there was another smash and grab today. Man, what is going on? I mean, it's almost like it's it's like looting, but it's progressive looting is well, what's going on. Here's the thing. it's They've been able to prove... Um, I mean, not prove in court yet, but the authorities have enough evidence that this is all being organized by organized crime. So these are not random events. These are not random people showing up and looting. This is organized, planned mass robberies. Now, wow. I don't know which organizations are behind it. I mean, there's every you know criminal organization in the world is here I and mean, we've got the russian mob the, I mean, this, the 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 everybody so they have enough proof to show that this is being organized by you know organized crime families and and that type of business this is not just random looting this is a planned attack and it's a very planned mass robbery so yeah it, it's a very weird thing it's going to be tough for the police to stop because it is so appearingly random but you know it's it's crazy right now there's somebody that uh that posted on instagram actually uh how they're one of the police chiefs or something like that is saying that this is kind of like the purge he actually did say that he said that this is like the purge and i'm just like that's not something you want to say on live television or to a news let's I mean, not give people ideas please and that's exactly what he was doing. And I'm like, and then the feed was just to people saying, oh, well, that's L.A. for you. It's just getting worse. I'm like, really getting worse? Dude, have you lived? Did you live here in the 80s? Because I'm pretty sure it's pretty bad then, too. Nothing's well, changed. The other part of that is it's actually happening all over the nation. So it's not just happening here. It is literally happening all over the nation in almost every major metropolitan city. But of course, LA is always the easy one to blame because you know, when in doubt, blame LA, blame Californians. You know, I mean, I it's it is what it is. Blah blah. Anywho, but in other news, um, you got a you got a story for us coming from Florida, Jeremy. Yeah, actually, from a college in Daytona, Florida, uh, it seems some students alerted authorities to some questionable Snapchat posts and conversations and may have very well stopped a mass shooting. Wow. Uh, a, a young man was arrested. Um, this was at uh, Emory Riddle Aeronautic University in Daytona. And uh, a gentleman by the name of John Hagens, who was 19 years old, uh, was arrested. Uh, on a tip from some of his fellow students who were concerned and he was caught leaving his dorm or his residence with a collapsible uh, rifle, Jeez. two magazines and a backpack full of ammo. So he had talked about a mass shooting. He sold his car to be able to purchase his rifle and all his ammo and everything else and was talking online about committing a mass, you know, mass attack. So it seems that this one has been thwarted. It was done so by some consciously minded people who saw this and brought it to the, uh, you know, the attention of the authorities. And this guy will probably be going to jail for a while. Wow. Um, you know, thank God these people, you know, paid attention and actually spoke up because this could have been pretty nasty. No, without a shadow of a doubt. And it seems that, I mean, it gets to a point where people are just sick and tired 
of these types of things happening to the point where it's like now the younger generation is like we need to start reporting every little thing that happens we cannot look at things so lightly anymore to the point where it's like oh well you know i mean it is what it is but uh you know thank god that they go they went ahead and they stopped that we got medasia back on let's see if we could go ahead and uh have her bring her in see if uh she can uh she can talk with us here she can hear us hey medasia how you doing hey guys how are you sorry about that and your dog's in the background right now. Is he? Is he? Is your dog fighting with somebody? <laughs> he hears somebody. I'm sorry. It's 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 crazy. I, it's like, I, I'm waiting for this. I'm waiting. You know, something. Oh, don't do that! Don't do that! <laughs> You're gonna tick her dogs off. <laughs> oh my gosh! I tried so hard on my my headpiece. I tried. But the important thing is that you can hear us, and we can hear you, and you can, can see us, and we can see you. You guys perfectly. Yay! Here we hear somebody. Nice. He's one years old. He's 130 pounds, and he's a Kanye Corso Mastiff, so he's still in training. Yeah. He's a big, a sweet big dog. He's ugly walking outside. Oh, that dog's going bananas. That dog is going bananas right now. The dog's like, hell no, we won't go. You know, who's going to be doing that? Protecting mommy. So, um, when did it come back? Let me just step out for one minute. Oh, you got the Latina coming over here right now. The Latinas coming out. Watch yourselves, people. Watch yourselves. Well, thanks for being back with us, Medeja. So happy to have you back on. We were actually just uh, chatting right now, uh, getting into the news of everything that's going on. Uh, <laughs> Cindy's on the on the stream right now, saying Dave the instigator. You know what, Cindy? That's right. I am the instigator. That's me right here. <laughs> Anyways, dogs like. Arr! Yeah, bandits like. Hey, mom. Someone's outside. Nice, nice. So, anyway, uh, moving on to uh, to other news that we got going on right here. Rebel Wilson, uh, she basically is uh, talking about how her camp was actually against her, or not against her, but they didn't have her back when it came to losing the weight that she did. She lost a lot of weight. She lost like about eighty pounds, something like that. And apparently, that apparently her camp wanted her to remain the fat friend, the fat comical friend for for on screen time and everything. Because I guess she got paid because of that. She got paid a lot of money for that. But here's the thing. How are you going to go ahead and not be able to be happy for her for the accomplishment that she made, regardless okay. if she's trying to be on TV or anything like that? How could you not be? How could you be against that? I mean, she's trying to look out for her health. She's trying to better herself. Actually, she was trying to. She had. It's had something to do with freezing her eggs because she wanted to have. She wants to have uh, children. Uh, so it had a lot to do with so many things that that's why she chose to go ahead and lose this weight. So I mean. I mean, you know, you can't be you can't be against somebody for that. You really can't, Jeremy. Well, I'm unfortunately not shocked by this at all. You know, I mean, I'm absolutely in support of her doing whatever she needs to do to be healthier and happier. Um, you know, as somebody who's carried a lot of extra weight before, it puts a real toll on your body and it makes it really hard to enjoy your life. It really does. But unfortunately, I'm not shocked. You know, the fact is people's teams you know the people who are supposed to be behind you in this business are looking out for themselves they're looking out for their paychecks that's their that's concern fair. i don't think that's fair she deserves to have all the support in the world you know it's really difficult as a female 
first of all, to change your identity in that way. And my hat's off to her. She looks absolutely beautiful. And it takes a lot of work and dedication uh, to, you know, commit to your nutrition, your exercise, mm -hmm. um, your lifestyle change. And I think she looks absolutely amazing. I mean, well, I couldn't agree more with you, Medeja. It's yeah. just the problem is, I mean, you know, you've, you know, you've, you've been around the entertainment industry, you've done the, the modeling and the, I mean, the it's people who are, that you can't trust most of the people around you in this business, whether they say they're working for you or not, it's, it's, they're looking out for themselves. I mean, look at, um, uh, oh my goodness. The comedian uh, May, um, big guy. Uh, I cannot believe I'm blanking on his name. No worries, I got something for you. Two hours later is when you'll Thank actually you really. figure that out. <laughs> but you know, he he was pushing 400, 450 pounds as a stand-up wow. comedian, and his team, when he tried to lose weight, didn't want him to because they were afraid it was going to hurt what he could talk about in comedy and hurt his act. And you know, you've had you've had people who are alcoholics and drug addicts right. who are being encouraged in that behavior by their own people because it's what sells and it's their image and it's it's absolutely horrific it really is but here's but here's what i like this is this is backwards here because i mean usually they're pushing women to lose weight for parts in her case they were pushing her to keep the weight on not lose it and now she looks fantastic she, look, she always looked fantastic she was always a, a very beautiful you know young woman and now she looks better and now it's like oh why did you lose all the weight you you were doing better as a funny fat friend i'm like come on dude not only you're you're calling her pretty much a funny fat friend that's an insult and that's very she's gorgeous she's funny she's witty and i mean my hat's off to her seriously because that's a lot of work and dedication and it's a discipline and a new way of life you Absolutely. have to change your eating habits change your mind frame and more than anything you have to have self-compassion and self-love you know what i'm saying that's hard i'm happy for her and you know and you know all about that too because i mean you were like not only were, were you a, a fitness model Madeja, but you were also in the wcw you were you were uh you were a professional wrestler you were scott steiner's valet and scott steiner that dude that dude is freaking that dude's a <laughs> Big Papa Pump. That guy is that guy was a massive man right there, you know? So yeah. you had to and you had to like stay, you know, fit the entire time. I mean, partly you you actually I would have to say that you actually I, you you like being fit. I I can, you know, I mean, that's something that you that I'm it's, sure. It's a lifestyle. Um I just got used to eating a certain way and you know, I love to what I call eat a little bit and enjoy, you know, like my popcorn and um you know, have a little bit of cake or chocolate here and there um you know if it's gluten-free because i have an allergy but um for the most part i have to uh eat, eat healthier and because i've become accustomed to that i feel sick if i don't but for the for the average person that's not a lifestyle for them they like to enjoy a little bit of everything you know you have your breakfast and sometimes they have pancakes or whatever um lunchtime they'll have a, a sandwich so there's more carbohydrates and then dinner they might have some rolls with dinner and you know for the average person those are normal meals but when you're on stage and you're in front of thousands and thousands and thousands of people and let me tell you they're they're honest when you're when you're there a few feet away you can hear them um it's a discipline and you have to eat your five six meals a day every three to four hours weighing them out by the ounces you know um 
having your carbohydrates being just vegetables, except in the morning, um, you can have a little bit of rice and, and it's a different way of life. And because that was my job, but when it's your job and when it's your career, you know, you, you dedicate yourself to that afterwards, <laughs> I went on a tangent and just enjoyed everything that you can think of. And then I had to find the balance. So like, I, feed me, feed me. <laughs> the ultimate thing is having a balance. Because yeah, and, you can go to two and, extremes. You can be extremely, you know, a health nut and you know, where you're taking your your food with you to the movie theater and it's just a little crazy and people are turning around like, Oh my god, what smells? And I'm, you know, eating egg whites and tuna. You can't do that. And then the other extreme is just eating bad all the time. So everything has a balance. And so everything everything and i see like you we see you right here holding the u.s title right there the wcw u.s title right there you know and then of course and then of course we see you holding the wcw world heavyweight title. that thing must have weighed a ton right there for you yeah, next to uh next to the late the late great mean gene okerlin right there yes. getting interviewed by uh you know he's interviewing big papa pump scott that steiner Oh, I bet. I bet. You you were there for what, three years? Guns ever. Oh my gosh. He was like 300 pounds, you know, and mm -hmm. I'm 11 or six feet tall. He was ginormous, but I'll have to tell you, he had so much discipline in his workout, in his mm -hmm. diet, the way that he ate. I was in awe watching him when we were on the road, um, how he carried himself and, and, and how he trained himself to eat and, and his workouts. And that's why he looked great and he did, you know? Yeah, I, his 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 bicep alone is the size of my head. So <laughs> I mean, that, it's ginormous. It's like it's like um, you're gonna kill me now, aren't you? But anyways, I, say, I was very intimidated when I first met him and when I started working with him. And uh, he's a giant teddy bear. He was the biggest sweetheart ever. Seriously, he mm -hmm. he's my best friend. That's awesome, though. That's awesome. Well, uh, going back to what we were talking about, you know, big ups to Rebel Wilson. You know, good for her for for doing what she's doing. Absolutely. You know, and she's beautiful. Oh yeah, totally. And I hope that she continues to you know to do what she wants to do, make herself feel feel good about what you do. If you feel my my thing is this: if you feel good about the way you look and what you do, then keep doing it. If you don't, do something about it. And Rebel Wilson did something about it, so. You know, kudos to her on that. In other news, uh, Bank Teller goes gambling. Jeremy, what in the freaking hell happened there? I, I'm having trouble believing this one, really. And it sounds like a gambling addiction <laughs> to me. Sorry, tell me the juicy story. I gotta hear this. So we have a 41-year-old a woman who worked at a bank and apparently embezzled over $200,000 from this bank right out of the vault and took it to the casinos in Alabama gambling. Not only that, but after she was fired from the job, she got a job as a bookkeeper for a school and oh, stole another $13,000 from teachers who needed that money for the school and supplies for the kids <laughs> and everything else. I mean, this, I, I, I don't even know what to say. Background check on her, like, hello? Well, did, seriously, ser she's been convicted now, so she will never be allowed to work in any field where she's in control of money again. It's part of the stipulation of her, of her, uh, you know, sentence. She has to pay back. Uh, I think it's a hundred and let me see real quick, two hundred and sixteen thousand dollars. She has to repay. Mm. Wow. And 
again, my first thought was, what are you thinking? I mean, you're going to get caught. There's no, I mean, you really think you can take money from a vault at a bank that you work at and not get caught. But that's what leads me to believe that it's an addiction, truly. This sounds so outlandish that I honestly believe this person had to have been a gambling addict. Someone oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Who had no self-control anymore because they had to feed that addiction. That's, in my mind, the only way this could have gone down. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt. It was something that, you know, that's shocking. That is shocking. I cannot believe. That's, that's outrageous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vegas, baby. Why Why did you go to the casino in, in, in where was it, Alabama? Well, that's where she lives. It's that's where the bank was, and that's there's lots of uh, there's lots of gambling and riverboats and stuff like that down south. Um, people don't realize there's a lot of opportunities for gambling at some of the smaller casinos and also along riverboats. There's almost no regulation for setting up a barge with casino stuff on it and letting people gamble there. So she uh, she she's straight up. Yeah was working one day, decided to steal the money and just go pretty much. That's 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 how she's that's what she said. And she was out. You know, she was out after that. <laughs> yes, this is me having fun. No, it was not get away with that. Or do you think she was just having fun? Like, ooh, let me just see. I honestly think I don't I don't think she thought she'd get away with it. I honestly think it was just such it was an addiction move. It was no different than somebody who just needed that fix and did whatever they could to get it. That's what I believe, because I don't think there's I mean, unless she is just one of the most arrogant and dumb people on the face of the earth, there's no way she could believe she's going to get away with this. Well, uh, we go from that crazy outlandish story to another crazy outland jeremy where are you finding these crazy (laughs) stories got another one right here bring it bring it it's nuts we have another one actually having to do with a senator a senator mind you pushing mouthwash as covid cure i mean this is something that like this is something that is just so let's hear it the covid cure this ought to be fun yeah so we have senator ron johnson from wisconsin who's already had almost all of his social media banned for promoting false cures bogus cures and all this he was one of the big promoters of uh hydroxychloroquine or whatever the hell that was and you know he thought you know trump's idea of bleach was a good idea i mean this guy's really been out there he's really been out there and i can't believe i mean it just i wish i was shocked that he's a senator, but we're getting more and more of these people, and it just blows me away. I mean, we, it really does. So his new his new theory is that because high alcohol mouthwash can kill bacteria and stuff, that it is going to prevent COVID. Now, what? there has been there has been a moderate amount of data that shows that it can possibly reduce some amount of the virus in the mouth. The problem is the only way this could possibly be effective is if you were macking on somebody who had COVID and knew it and then decided to rinse your mouth with, you know, freaking Listerine right afterwards. Because otherwise it's already gotten into you. If you drink it, it's not going to kill it. And I mean, it's not going to do anything. And again, most people who get it, they have shown it comes from inhaled particles, which are getting into your lungs and getting into everything else. So again, to swish your mouth with it or to drink it? Well, they're they they didn't exactly (laughs) clarify. That's the problem as well. 
they didn't exactly clarify that. <laughs> the part. problem so, with that is that they need to clarify. Otherwise, people will be like, look, 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 look like just taking it down the hill. People and kids are gonna drink it. Like, hey, it stops. Yeah. I'm gonna drink it and go party. <laughs> it's it's an incredibly reckless and irresponsible thing to come out and try and say. Um, what kills me is all these people wanting to promote these possibly harmful things that they're telling people to go do are the same people who won't listen to the medical professionals about how to do this. And that's what I cannot, I, can, I can't get my head around. I mean, seriously, people, you're going to take the word of a senator, the least trustworthy people on the <laughs> planet. I mean, politicians are literally so untrustworthy that lawyers look at them and go, oh, that's some oh shady my shit. Gosh. I mean, that's, <laughs> and, and these are the people that you're going to take your medical advice from rather than the people who have dedicated their lives, have gone into immense amounts of debt Wait, because in their saying, heart. Are they saying, hmm? sorry, are they saying don't get a vaccine, go get mouthwash? Well, that's most of the people who have been promoting, even these, especially these senators, most of the ones who've been promoting all of these bogus claims are also anti-vax and anti-mask. So again, oh people, why are you taking your advice, medical advice, from the least trustworthy human beings on the planet, politicians? And I'm not talking about left or right. I'm talking about politicians. They're all dirty. They don't, I mean, they... There's nothing to trust in a politician. I'm sorry. So why are you taking medical advice from them? People go to medical school for years and years, years of study. You know why they do that? Yes, there are some people who are looking for the big paycheck at the end of the day. But the way the medical industry has changed, even the people going to medical school now know that that is not going to happen. They're not yeah. going to be rolling in the Benjamins. Unless they're, private, unless they're private practice. Unless That's they're the completely only private practice. Yeah. People dedicate themselves to the medical profession because they care, because they want to make people's lives better, and because they want to help people. That's why they go hundreds and hundreds of thousand dollars in debt. That's why they spend damn near 18 years in school on yeah. you know trying to learn this stuff and yet you don't trust them you trust yeah. a politician get your head out of your butt seriously oh and you know all these young people are gonna listen and go i'm gonna go get my mouth yep yep i mean because they're trying to they're like trying to avoid what's the reality of, of everything that's going on right now that's the problem so unfortunately they, they just try they try to look for a way out of it in order to avoid what they need to do so i mean it's it's very very reckless it's very i mean and of course if somebody ends up doing something like this there's going to be no accountability they're going to be like well we technically didn't tell anybody to drink it you know but if they did that's their own choice so oh my god they're like, why did i get a rash why well, i got a rash <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Anyways, that, that's 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 just crazy talk. In other news, that's just that's just seriously crazy talk right there, Jeremy. I can't believe that. Uh, in other news, there was a few lights going uh, over the Pacific. Uh, UFOs were seen over the Pacific by uh, by a by a by a fleet by a, by an airplane of some kind, and that was just that was actually just kind of like the weirdest thing. Because it was like, everybody thought that they were flares at first. They thought it were flares, but the way the video, because this is on TMZ, the way the video was filmed, because it was filmed by pilots, they were seeing this over the Pacific on over clouds, and they were so in line with one another. It almost seemed like it was like maybe the taillights of, of, a, of, of an object. 
it was just they were just so in sync with one another it was weird it was like the eeriest thing i mean you know jeremy you know actually you know i'm gonna pass this one over to medasia because i know medasia knows a lot of like or she she believes in a lot of this kind of stuff i do too i personally don't believe that we're alone in this universe medasia we've talked about this before we're not alone in this universe what are your thoughts what are, what are your thoughts what are your thoughts on these lights that people have, were seeing over the pacific um not too long like a couple of days ago I mean, they're either testing something or, you know, there's little Martians out there. <laughs> there's another life out there. Ready? Yeah, they're keeping an eye on us. I, I will go that. ahead and minimize your puny planet. Sorry, that's my <laughs> Marvin the Martian <laughs> voice. I think we're alone. I think there's some ETs out there. But I mean, was it a was it a, a pilot that had captured this, or or was it a passenger? No, it was a pilot. It was a pilot. He was flying the thing, and he was actually talking, saying that yeah, this is weird. What's going on right here? There was like lights. Here's the thing: a lot of uh, people that believe in superstition uh, often believe that what like, and this is kind of a weird coincidence. But the last time, like, some people believe that when they see these type of unidentified flying things overhead, it usually is a bad omen for the following year and the last time people saw any of these lights was in 2019 right before 2020 went through so i mean would you would you would you think that jeremy jeremy doesn't look jeremy's a skeptic i don't think he believes in any of in in not the superstition part but i know you that you believe that we're not alone in the universe obviously yeah well i've said it many times i think to believe that we are the only intelligent life out there that we are completely alone is a rather arrogant thought you know i mean with all the vast possibilities with the vast amount of space i mean we don't even know what the heck's in the oceans of our own planet because it's True. so vast and so deep and you're telling me that you know 100 for sure that there's nothing out there and all those billions of space miles and everything else please so first of all, let me get that out of the way. Yes, I do believe it's likely or at least possible. I believe it. I believe but it. I also believe most of these events are explainable by a lot of different things. The last two or three that they've had were caused by, you know, a gas weather balloon that blew up and they saw the reflections of this and that and the other thing they were. So I believe most of the time there is a very reasonable and rational reason for this. And the other reason I feel like it seriously is have you looked around at your neighbors and the people who surround you in this, in this, <laughs> in this planet right now? I mean, we are some of the dumbest people <laughs> around. Do you really think an advanced you know, race who has mastered space travel and all of this has any interest in us. I mean, the only thing we can do is bring it down for them. I mean, it's, 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 yeah. I, have I, you I seen, don't get, have, have you seen the alleged abductees? They're like, well, I was right there over that field there. And uh, at the same time, I saw this bright light. And, hey, I tell you what, you know, like that's pretty much the average abductee from what I've seen on television in the past. All I can say is you don't see a heck of a lot of CEOs <laughs> claiming to have been abducted. You know, you don't see a lot of business leaders and, and doctors. <laughs> it's, you know, usually somebody way out in a field has had a few, you know, that kind of thing. So... <laughs> The cow tipping type. <laughs> hey, don't get don't, don't be ragging on my cow tipping friends. Hey, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, if the cow fits. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Anyways, well, I mean, it's still something that was very interesting to see, to be honest with you. I saw the video. Um, quite frankly, they were saying that it was like a flare from a plane, but usually whenever well, whenever planes throw out flares, they they dim out and they disappear. This was consistent. This is like one of those like lights that just kept on like blinking, 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 blinking. And they were all in sync with one another. Like it was a line of them. So I don't know. It's 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 difficult for to explain. I just dropped my water. It's difficult to explain. It didn't spill anyway. Thank God for that. Uh, so it's difficult to explain. But I mean, suffice it to say, there was something strange that happened over the skies of the Pacific, and uh, you know, we may we may or may not be alone. So. I don't know. In other, in other, in other news, uh, something actually that's close to your heart, Jeremy. I mean, because you know you were in a in a series that lasted for many years. Just like Jennifer Aniston was on Friends, she actually had some concerns after Friends ended about being typecasted. Uh, she was in an interview not too long ago where she says, "Quote." I was the girl next door, the damsel in distress, the brokenhearted, your traditional rom-com themes. And at a certain point, it was like, can't we do something else? Am I just on this part of the cereal aisle? Like, I will never get to be a bountiful kashi or some sort of oatmeal. Or am I going to be a Fruit Loops for the rest forever? <laughs> Very colorful description of what she, <laughs> she pretty much saw. And even when she went to the reunion... Uh, the Friends reunion that happened a couple of months ago, she even had to, they said that she, they had to cut a couple of times. She even said, I can't believe they, 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 they edited it so well because she had to stand up and leave a couple of times because I guess it brought back some, you know, not, you know, other, other than pleasant memories, her being there. Now, Jeremy, you were on Growing Pains for many years. You, do you feel her pain on this? Like, do you have, did you like feel the same way? Uh, I, I absolutely did. I mean, it, it can be very, very difficult to uh, break out of a role that you've done for so long. You know, your fan base and even the people in the industry look at you in a certain way. So I was typecast for quite a while uh, after, you know, Growing Pains went down. The type of roles that I was offered were all very much the same. I had a very small chance to break out of it when I was hired by Days of Our Lives. And two days before we were supposed to sign the contracts, they decided not to introduce the character and go a completely different way with the storyline. So oh, wow. I missed out on that opportunity. But it would have been a great opportunity to break out of the, you know, Ben Seaver, boy next door, mischievous kid typecast. <laughs> and I did have that for quite a long time. I didn't start breaking out of that until I got older. And People started offering me, you know, looking at me for the dad roles and stuff like that. Um, it was a natural change with age and everything else. But as a kid and as a teenager, it was very hard to get out of that. So I definitely feel her pain on that. Um, you know, she also talked about in that, in that same interview that we're discussing, she talked mm -hmm. about how rough a lot of the fans have been on her and, mm -hmm. you know, the speculation that goes on. And again, this is something it doesn't even have to do with people in the entertainment industry. It's about everybody. You never know what someone else is dealing with. Okay. She said, you know, she took it really personally how everybody was constantly specula speculating on, you know, whether she was going to have kids. Mm -hmm. Can she have kids? Can they, you know, what business? business is it of yours first of all second of all you have no idea what she's dealing with and she even said that i mean she might not be able to have kids she might have some medical condition she might i mean there's a thousand different things and fans yeah. were treating yeah. it like it's you know, you know 
I mean, so, and during, I mean, and, and, well, and, and, and I'm sorry to cut you off here, but I mean, and during the time that uh, Friends was ending or during the last couple of seasons, she was also going through a very public divorce with Brad Pitt. So there was a lot of stuff that was going on in her personal life that was made very public to a lot of people. And she was getting scrutinized for it, which was very unfair, you know, to this yeah. to this woman. That's, that's a lot to take. Un mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it is part of the trade-off in this business now. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's. I mean, you do know. I mean, if you're going to hit it big in this business, your life is no longer your own. Yeah, but there needs to be a, there needs to be a line. You know, fans need to understand there needs to be a line. You're not entitled to every last detail about the people you watch. You're not. It's not a right. You have no business knowing anything they don't want to share with you. You're entitled to some privacy. I yeah. mean, that, uh, yeah, and and I mean, I mean, for both of you, for you, Jeremy, and for you, Medeja, you, your privacy pretty much, That's you know, you it was tough for you. I'm sure, I'm sure, Medeja, it was tough for you because I mean, you were like, you're definitely, you were definitely in the public eye. You were definitely had a lot of people that were watching, like you had eyes on you a lot. Uh, you know, during your time, you know, with WCW, I mean, that that must have been something that you must have been going like, kind of like, you know, leave me be for a little bit here. I mean, how, how did you how did you take all that? You know, I just um, I just tried to stay private and know that, you know, whenever they disliked something, it's because they disliked the character that I was playing. And if I was if Scotty and I were up against their favorite character, you know, then then I wasn't their favorite anymore. Um, and, you know, fans can be cruel. You know, they love you one minute and then the next minute they're, you know, they're upset with you because of the character that you're playing. So you just kind of have to separate yourself and know that you're playing a part and you are not that character. You know, and, and I uh, saw you. I saw you a couple of times too. You're mean. You're a mean, mean character. I had just, to play a badass bitch. Sorry. So nasty. <laughs> she was just. Girl. Yes. Oh my god. She was just so, like she was just so nasty. I was just like I was waiting for. I was I was just waiting for you know major cat fight. You know like because I was like freaking nuts like that whole thing <laughs> during during the WCW time. Jeremy, don't give me that look. <laughs> So, it was so much fun. It really was. I had the time of my life. Um, That's awesome. I got That's... to work with some really, really great people. And backstage, we were all friends, you know? Um, That's really cool. Some people had their beef, but they were, they're pros. They're, you know, they're working together. And you have to get along. It's like chartering a huge flight of all of your classmates that you're with together. You know, of course, there's going to be personalities that bump and don't quite get along. But everyone, for the most part, this is their job. So they're going to be respectful to one another for the most part, unless you've got Scotty coming out and he's, you know, pissed off at somebody. Well, yeah, you don't, you, you don't want to piss off Big Papa Pump. Yeah. That guy, <laughs> I would not want to be in the wake of his wrath. That guy looks like he could be like, hi, how you doing? You're squished. Goodbye. <laughs> everyone uh, was very respectful with one another. You know, that's good. When it, and, and when it came to fans, um, you know, you're you're there to entertain. And so it was, I, I enjoyed myself when I was signing autographs or meeting them. I was very grateful and I was super humble about it because, you know, it's, it's not, a, um, it doesn't have a long lifespan for women. You yeah. know? 
I, I really truly enjoyed it but i i feel for for jeremy and jennifer aniston they were in it much longer and um i'm sure that that you know affected you sometimes when people thought that they knew you personally oh, yeah. and the character well it's a double-edged sword too because you know you want to connect with the fans right. the fact that i got to meet so many amazing people over the years who felt like they already knew me, who felt like we were best friends. Right. And most people were very respectful for that. They really were. You know, I mean, how I ended up meeting one of my one of my very best friends, um, Dave has met him, my buddy, Dr. Brandon Phillips. Mm -hmm. uh, long story, but he was a make a wish, he would not make a wish, he was a starlight wish kid. And he loved the show so much, loved my character and loved the family aspect of our show so much. Mm -hmm. His wish when he got put on the wish list was to come meet me oh, on set. Beautiful. I feel like and seriously, that has to be so rewarding. You know? It is. It is. And him and I have formed a lifelong friendship from that. That's and cool. he actually made it through his, his, mm -hmm. you know, his, um, well, his disease, his uh, his heart defect, and it, you know, he's still doing it today. He's a pediatric cardiologist taking care of kids who had the same problems he had. But that kind of thing is very rewarding. And getting to know your fans, especially if you're a people person, I mean, that was my favorite thing to do. I mean, when we did the show on tape days, we had a line of 200 to 300 people that would be waiting outside the studio, waiting to get in for us to do a live taping. Yeah. And if I didn't have a lot of episodes or a lot in that show, or I was on a break or I wasn't in school at that moment, I'd take a chair and go sit at with at the line and just sit there and talk to everybody and, you know, see how they were doing and engage and everything else. And I loved getting to do that. But it is a double edged sword. You get yeah. people who feel they are entitled to more. Right. And that is, you know, that's it's not true. I'm sorry. You're not entitled to anything except maybe some courtesy. And you know. oh, <laughs> dog went nuts. I don't think the dog agreed with you on that. <laughs> yeah, well, You're absolutely right. I have to say, um, when it came to the female wrestlers, and you know, we were getting we were done with the show, um, there was always security guiding us back when we would go back to our hotel. And usually, when you walked in the hotel, it was filled with fans, and they all wanted to see their favorite wrestlers. Um, and for me, the most rewarding was the children. When you see the children and they're holding a toy or they're holding a, an action figure that they want you to sign and they want your picture, that touched my heart. Um, and and so yeah, I'm. Those those are really fun memories. So I I have to ask uh, actually, Jeremy, which version did I get? I got chipped in this whole deal with you. I mean, I got the worst version of Ben Seaver. You know, I mean, what the heck? What kind of version did I get? You didn't get any version. You got the real thing, buddy. <laughs> By the time you came into my life, I'd already, you know, I was already starting to go through recovery. I was already starting to deal with my addiction and things like that. And because of that, I had two options. I could either go completely private and keep it all to myself, or I could be a complete open book and try and help some people who were going through the same kind of things I was. I so at this point, I'm an open book. People know I don't I don't have any privacy because I've shared every battle and every struggle and I've been honest about it. You know, I've been honest about my dark points and being a piece of crap at different times. And I mean, it's I, I'm an open book and I had to go that way. But it doesn't mean that people are entitled to you going that way. People have a right to their privacy. I made a choice to lay myself open. 
share. No, definitely. No, definitely. Like all joking aside, man, I mean, uh, I I got to say, I, I'll be honest with you that uh, I think I met the best version of you. Um, it would have been more. No, I'm all joking aside. I'm not. I'm not joking around. You know, I met the best version of you uh, after every uh, after your struggles and everything. And I'm glad I know you, man, because I mean, it's 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 happy to see that you know you're real. Like I like real people. And ever since the first time that I met you, I'm like, this dude's real. This dude, he ain't BSing. He ain't gonna go ahead and give the runaround or anything like that. That guy's real. He, you know, that I guess that's the reason why we get along and we don't get along at the same time. So. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> That's it, what family's know, for. With me, you get what you get, and I can't, you know, I can't do it any other way. Uh, one of my favorite, you know, slogans from recovery is, you know, tell the truth. You have less to remember. <laughs> that's awesome. That's a good. That's a good slogan. That's you a really know, good slogan. And I think you're such an inspiration to so many people, and it gives them hope, you know, and and it helps them realize that it could happen to anybody. You know, Absolutely. we're all human at the end of the day. Again, we're all human on that point. Nobody else is obligated to share their stories. You know, I mean, that's the truth. You know, fans at this point, because of the level of connection and again, social media and everything mm -hmm. else, the, the amount of constant contact and insight they glimpses i'll say not insight they get into their favorite entertainer or performers lives right, right you know like i said most people are respectful about it but a lot of people feel that they're entitled to that they're entitled to know every last little thing True. you're not i'm sorry it's it's whatever an entertainer wants to keep to themselves that's their choice you, you know, know i don't look down on anybody who hasn't shared their deepest and darkest with everybody it's a hard thing to do and honestly i've gotten pushback and you know it's probably hurt me on a couple of jobs and but it's, it is what it is yeah it's scary i'm 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 so proud of you it's thank you it's huge it really it, it's huge it is i mean and and to be um vulnerable and to be able to Put it out there and share you know your deepest darkest secrets that and and it makes me emotional because it, it's it's not easy to do it's it's not easy to do and for that i applaud you thank you, know? you. yeah really. <laughs> all right enough about me let's move on <laughs> <laughs> yes please anyways um unfortunately we uh we go into sports and there's unfortunately some bad news in the world of sports uh this week former broncos player demarius thomas was found dead uh in his shower after uh suffering cardiac arrest uh there was a 911 call and they found uh the former broncos player in the shower uh and this is this is this wow. is a huge thing he um you wouldn't believe that a person that's this fit would actually suffer from heart conditions, but you know what? This isn't the first time this has happened. I mean, Jeremy, there's been there's been other players that have suffered through you know heart failures and heart issues shortly after they play football. Is that a coincidence or is that something that's common? Well, again, not a doctor here, so I mean, I really can't speak to it on that end. I do know enough about CTE um to know that it can cause seizures which his family believes was the cause of the heart failure that he had um seizures are, are a part of brain trauma and i'm sorry but the nfl is the leader in brain trauma in you know short of boxing probably uh you know in the whole sports industry we've had many people who've been suffering from this who've died 
you know, from very weird and almost mysterious circumstances sometimes. So I'm not a doctor. I can't speak to how the trauma you put your body through as a football player every single day ends up costing you down the line. But does it make sense? It does. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, Medeja, you work with a lot of, you know, you've known a lot of bodybuilders. You've known this has been Eddie Guerrero was another one that died, uh, according to what reports said, that he died of a heart problem. He died in his sleep, actually. And I'm sure, I mean, you he worked for WCW uh, as well. I don't know if you met him or dealt with him or anything like that. But I mean, you know, it happens with a lot of these big dudes, like these big guys, especially in, the, in such a physical world, whether it be wrestling, whether it be football, uh, anything physical, they seem to like suffer a lot from like heart conditions. You know, I, I'm, I'm not sure you know if there's a connection but i know that they get concussion after concussion after concussion and just putting their bodies through you know such strenuous workouts and then in the ring you know taking hits constantly it takes effect on your body um and i've seen the wrestlers in the ring suddenly you know they'll break their femur <laughs> or you know they're in there and their bicep is suddenly detached from their shoulder mm. it's just hanging on their forearm um right in the middle of a match and it's you know the body takes a beating and all of these professional athletes what people don't realize is it's not just at that moment in the game they are working out and they're practicing and they're doing this seven days a week seven days a week and it's over time your your body can't take it yeah it's just a stress it's the stress on your body that eventually like gives out uh in time tom brady went ahead and he tweeted he said quote i'm so sad to wake up this morning to hear about the passing of my friend demarius thomas we were all blessed with this humility and positive spirit and we will all miss him this photo is from the hall of fame uh this past august a source of light as always rest in peace and i'm sure you know like tom brady many other former broncos many other former uh teammates and even people that he went up against are very sorry to hear this so condolences to him to his family and his loved ones during this very difficult time in other news um <laughs> so i i got a question for you guys would you buy a thirteen thousand dollar shoe uh I mean, no is, is, absolutely is that gold is well, well this is this is what's funny about this it's new balance it's a shoe from new balance of all but of all, like, you think it was a Louis Vuitton, you think it was a Dolce, you think it was something. No, New Balance. New Balance has created a shoe that's worth $13,000 because it has a 4.5 million, million year old uh, piece of meteorite that's been embedded in there. And that's the reason why it's cost so much because of the meteorite that's embedded into the shoe. It's, 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 I mean, I. I well, it's on TMZ. It's I actually I actually got this off of TMZ, uh, so they could go on TMZ. Anybody that's watching could go on TMZ.com and check out the shoe. This shoe, it's just a white sneaker. It's just a white sneaker, and it has the the N where it says the, for the New Balance inside <laughs> is where the where the meteorite is. I'm like, you, I mean, Medeja, would you buy? You wouldn't buy a shoe that's thirteen grand for just for for the meteorite that's four point five billion years old. Yeah. There's no way. No. There's absolutely no I way. Mean, I wouldn't do that. You know what? Young people, if they're really into that and this is what they're into, they're going to buy it. You know, or or maybe some collector, you know? 
Well, that's that's what I was thinking. I mean, I've never understood the whole sneaker obsession, but I mean, there are people out there spending thousands and thousands of dollars on Jordans and on this and on that just so they can have this giant collection. I have never cared. Truthfully, I just want to pair of shoes that are comfortable and I can, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm a Cali boy. I barely wear shoes anyway. So I have never I cared have that much. Platforms because I'm 5'1 and, you know, anything that makes well, see, that cool. makes a little more sense. But you know? no, it's yeah, true. I've, it's I've just never understood the obsession. But like you said, I could well, see I a. Could afford it. I mean, they could afford it. They could probably buy like 20 of them. You know. Oh yeah, but a sneaker connoisseur, somebody who's obsessed with that, right. you know, hey, that's they would probably buy it. And I'm not going to criticize. I mean, it's no different than somebody who loves cars or loves collectible instruments or whatever. If that's right. your thing and you've got the money and you're a collector, yeah. great. Yeah. But it makes no sense to me. No, it's <laughs> tough. It's definitely tough. It's one of those situations where it's like you can get it. Yeah, it's 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 one of those situations that's like hell no. I mean, I'd rather spend that on other stuff. I'd rather just go to Vegas with that 13k or go wherever that bank teller went Twice. with the 13k. <laughs> just take that money yeah. and run with it, baby. There are collectors out there. I, there are collectors that like, there are there are. are. They will. I, there's some Jordans out there that are really expensive that are unique. Oh, yeah. So and, and you know it's a it's a big business. It is a big business. Well, I mean, that shoe's out there, and yeah, it's 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 insane. Well, that's the news. In case you haven't heard it, thank you so much for joining us. I uh, want to give a big uh, shout-out, big thanks to Madeja. And, well, actually, before we leave, Jeremy, you have an event that you're going – you have a red carpet event tomorrow a very, for a very, very special cause. Uh, it's, a, it's a Christmas event that you got going on, right? Yeah, we're actually going to be at the uh, Topanga Mall tomorrow for a toy drive, and uh, it's going to be an awesome event, uh, about, f I think it's three hours uh, from noon until three o'clock, and uh, it's show up with a toy, you know, for a toy donation. That's always been something that's been very big. I mean, even since I was young and, I mean, back doing the show when I was eight and nine years old, I regularly went to the Toys for Tots drive and all the other, you know, toy giveaways that we could do. And to see the smile on a kid's face Aww. when they get a toy they weren't expecting. I mean, I got to go multiple times to orphanages and foster homes and things like that and bring these presents to the kids and stuff. And when they don't expect oh, anything, boy. even the smallest thing makes yeah. them just light up. So it's always been one of my favorite, favorite type of charity events to get to do. And uh, if you're in the Topanga area in Canoga Park, you want to come down to the mall, bring toy, uh, bring it wrapped, please. And, uh, <laughs> you know, come on down. Yeah. Totally That's major so shout awesome. out. Wanted to also give a major shout out to the person that uh, is on this event, uh, Holly. Uh, she's a publicist. She's actually doing this event. I uh, invited uh, Jeremy to come on through. And uh, oh, so happy birthday to Holly. It is her birthday today. So major shout out to Holly. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Holly. And also a very special happy birthday to our soon-to-be boss on DAVI Radio Los Angeles, Davi Davenport. Happy birthday to you, Davi, as well. Happy it birthday, is... Davi. <laughs> Davi. Happy birthday. We all love you, Davi. So major, many, many happy returns. And also another wonderful thing that I wanted to throw out there as well is that it's no coincidence that Medeja is joining us as a special guest co-host because starting January 4th, 
every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday on DAVI Radio Los Angeles. I will. She will be right next to me on the ride home with myself, Dave Navarro, and Medeja Flores right here. She's going to go ahead and uh, be joining me from 2 to 6 p.m. We're going to be like... We're we're going to be we're going to be playing nothing but the best hits, everything from pop to rock, and it's just going to be a fun time with Medeja right next to me on the ride home. And of I course, am so sorry, Medeja. <laughs> Truly, I already have to deal with him twice a week. You got to deal with him three times. I'm not. I, I feel I, I feel pity for yeah, you. And if thanks. you ever need any help, you know, getting him under control, we'll just give fun. me a call. Oh, thanks. Thank you. And you guys, thanks so much for having me. You guys are so much fun. And uh, this was really oh, fun. Oh, don't, don't lie to him. Don't lie to him. Don't give him any. Don't, no le des cuerda. All right? Don't go ahead and pull oh, a no, string. No, no, no. I told him to be good. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the other thing. Well, here's the other flip to that coin, Mr. Miller. You and I aren't going anywhere. Mondays and Fridays on DAVI Radio Los Angeles. Same bad time, same bad channel. Right here, the Navarro Miller Report will be here Mondays and Fridays from 6 to 7 p.m. on the radio network. So make sure you watch out for that. I'm going to be on Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday, me. You got to be freaking. It's a good thing you have no life, you know? <laughs> that that hurts. That hurts. That hurts a lot. I'm going to. I got a little party gotta, shot. <laughs> Just gotta go ahead and jab it right in there. Just jab it all the way home, son. Just jab it all the way home. But other than that, I wanted to again thanks, uh, Medeja. Yeah, no, don't, 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 don't be that guy. Um, <laughs> I wanted to again thanks, Medeja, for uh, joining us here today. And I got a question that many people are gonna wonder: How can people stalk you on social media? They can go to beautybymedeja.com or they can go to at beautybymedeja or many platform madness by me Deja, where they can see all the fun art that i do yeah that's right because you do actually do a lot of uh art on a lot of uh purses and a lot of shoes and stuff like that so uh definitely go ahead and check her out there you know make sure you have a good time with that but again you know thank you so much for joining us we will be back here again on monday as usual uh, unfortunately i'm gonna be here with you know this guy because god why do I have to <laughs> you do love it and you know it you like it's the just... abuse <laughs> that's my response to that that's just my response to that I'm just having way too much fun with this soundboard right now. It's like my new toy. I'm like having fun, dude. <laughs> exactly. But anyways, I mean, I'm your host, Dave Navarro, along with this guy. I'm Jeremy Miller. We will see you again uh, on Monday. Again, same bat time, same bat channel. Make sure you be safe out there, everyone. Make sure you uh, uh, continue to wear your mask because we're still in a pandemic right now. And we're only two weeks away from, is it two weeks away? Is it? Yeah, it's two weeks away from Christmas already. Oh, you know, it's, don't forget the mouthwash. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't forget the mouthwash. <laughs> Because apparently that's important these days to make sure you battle against COVID. No, no, we are not promoting that. Yeah, we're just kidding. We're not promoting that at all. But anyways, with that being said, we will see you all next time. Everybody have a great weekend, everyone. You have been listening to the Navarro Miller Report. 